Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. Jillian Murphy, a naturopath, speaker, educator, and coach, and this is Food Freedom Body Love, a podcast I put together to help you make peace with food, body image, and weight so you can kick your all-consuming, exhausting weight control food obsession habits and start living your best, healthiest life. Hi, welcome back to episode two of the series called Back on Track. For those who are joining, who maybe didn't listen to the last episode, I just want to be sure that because this is a weight-inclusive anti-diet space, and I think that back on track really conjures a lot of diety feelings, I just want to take another second to make sure that I'm super clear with anyone who's joining in that this is about examining the feeling that we have, whether we're new to intuitive eating or we've been doing it for ages or we've never even heard about it. There is a feeling that comes up that makes us feel like we need to get back on track, like we were somehow off track and we need to get back on. And yes, historically and continued in weight loss spaces, that feeling is linked to diets, restriction, detoxes, cleanses. We are seeking to do this completely differently, to see it differently, to see it as a a normal part of the human eating experience, to expect it, to understand it, and to know how to manage it in a way that feels really good. And um, just before I get into today's episode, I want to say that um, in the last episode, I really took some time to talk about who these episodes are for, because if you are in a tough spot with food, if you are incredibly reactive, if you are rebellious, if you are in the depths of an eating disorder, this work, it's not the right time for this work. It might never be the right time for this work, but it's definitely not the right time if, if even the mere idea of getting back on track just exploring that concept triggers you. So don't feel pressure to do this. If you are not in the place to be thinking about putting some intention and effort into your overall well-being and food, message me, hello at foodfreedombodylove.com. I do one-on-one work, can't even talk, um, one-on-one work with people every day to help to help them when they're in that place. So I talked about that in the last episode, and I also gave some context to this work because we are doing personal health work. And I want to be sure it's part of the values of this company and this podcast and every program that I put out there to make sure that we're putting personal effort when it comes to wellness in context, in the greater context of the problematic systems of fat phobia, racism, ableism, sexism, gender discrimination, like these things are all systems that impact health and, um, you know, changing the way you eat for fall isn't changing those systems. (laughs) I'm clear on that, you know, and at the same time, if we're in a space and a place 
where we can and have interest in putting some effort into the way that we feel in our bodies, it's a valuable effort. It's a valuable pursuit. And so um, we were, that's what we're exploring in this series, but we're exploring it as always within the context of knowing that, you know, personal responsibility isn't the be all and end all when it comes to health, that there's bigger work we need to be doing at the same time. Today, I, I really want to talk about the new way the food freedom, body love, redefining health way to get back on track. And to do that, I want to first contrast it with the way that diet culture wants us to get back on track. And then I want to talk about how we do it differently here within my space, in my work, and give you a little bit of insight into some of the things that we explore when we're flushing out a plan for putting some effort into well-being. But I want to remind you that if you really want to dig into this work, I am offering a free Juicy Body Session Workshop on September 15th, 1 p.m. Eastern Time. The link is in the show notes. It's on my website, foodfreedombodylove.com, in the promo bar at the top. And it's also in my Instagram bio. I would love for you to join that, where we will actually go step-by-step step through this and you can work toward a plan for feeling your best this fall without restriction, without dieting, and without focusing on weight loss. Okay, without further ado, let's move on to today, the new way of getting back on track. The old way of getting back on track is intricately and deeply linked to the old way that we viewed human bodies, weight, health, and food, which I talked about in the last episode. And just to recap, you know, the old way of looking at human bodies is that we are stagnant or static is a better word, uh, not stagnant, static, linear, unchanging, that, that we can know what a human body should consume and how much it should exercise and what it should weigh based on equations and numbers and facts and research, and that we should be able to force that body to eat a specific way forever and always. And it should be easy to do that. And so anytime that we are pulled away from our more routine ways of eating, whether it's because of a vacation or holidays or a special event or stress or just a really busy time in our life or our menstrual cycle, anytime that we deviate from what we consider to be our ideal way of eating, there's a feeling that we have let things fall apart. Sometimes it's, it's called self-sabotage or letting everything go, letting ourselves go. And it's attached to a pressure, a shame and guilt filled pressure to quote unquote, get back on track. And in this old way of thinking, um, which again, I keep calling it the old way, but to be clear, it is still very present in weight loss circles, but in, in what I consider to be the old way of thinking about food and bodies and weight, um, Getting back on track would involve a lot of restriction, intense restriction, dieting, cutting calories, cutting food groups, detoxes, cleanses, um, 
punishing exercise. It would be very intense. And what we know, if you are new to following me, is that those types of pursuit, when they're motivated by weight loss and food control, tend to backfire. And they tend to result in binge eating or other negative food behaviors, uh, resistance, rebelliousness, and ultimately inflammation and things that are not at all good for our health. And so we absolutely want to get away from that completely. And so I'll say the first thing, it's, it's really obvious, but if you've grown up in diet culture, it's not at all obvious. But the first thing that I'll say when it comes to getting back on track, the food freedom body love way within, you know, my food freedom body love program or any of my redefining health programs is just to go back to your normal routine. Like sometimes it is normal. I talked about this in the last episode. We are cyclical beings. We are not static and linear. We are ever-changing, dynamic, living organisms. And there are many things that affect the food choices that we make. And I'm going to dig more into this in the Juicy Body Workshop, and I absolutely tackle it in my programs. But we do not just have biological needs when it comes to food and movement and health. We have bio psycho social needs, meaning biological related to our physical body, psycho meaning mental and emotional needs and social meaning, you know, our interactions with others and how we relate to the world and our culture. And there are many things that can affect the balance of those needs. As I mentioned in the intro, it can be stress, it can be a holiday, it can be vacation, it can be Sometimes we just need a break. Sometimes as cyclical beings, you know, it feels really good to be on track. And then it also feels really good to throw it all out the window sometimes. So I just want to say that fundamentally, basically, you could get back on track just by going back to your normal routine without any real thought or effort or worry like simply, that's it. Without any extra intention or effort or energy, you know, something pushed you off your normal routines and rhythms. And when you're ready, you just go back to them. And that's it. Back on track. Simple as that. That's, you know, sort of baseline intuitive eating. There's another step or another level for people who are interested in putting a little more energy and intention into how they feel in their body. And it's not for everybody. It does not need to be for you. But I'm assuming that if you're here and you're still listening, you're one of those people. You're one of those individuals who, like me, zero interest in going on diets, zero interest in cutting out food groups, zero interest in focusing on weight. And yet, I regularly have a desire to sort of examine how I'm treating my body and think about feeling as well as I can. And I'm a bit of a good time Sally myself, so I love to throw everything out the window at a moment's notice and then um, enjoy the process of getting back on track. But it looks differently for me than it did back in the old diet days. So the major thing, I think the major, major thing that is different for me and that I teach to those I work with is that getting back on track the food freedom body love way involves so much more 
than focusing on food and movement. Yes, we will talk about gentle nutrition in the Juicy Body Workshop. Yes, we will talk about movement. We'll talk about all of those different needs that we have when it comes to nourishing ourselves and how we can, you know, shift and move and be fluid in where we put our attention and what that looks like. But there's so much more to our overall well-being than just food and movement. And so in these juicy body sessions that I do, that I'm inviting you to join in on, we're also going to talk about stress management. We're going to talk about relationships. We're going to talk about the support that we have in our lives or the lack of support, (laughs) which has been a really big issue in the past year and a half with COVID, right? Trying to do everything ourselves and just being totally exhausted, that affects the way you feel in your body. We are going to talk about purpose and values and desires. And we will also talk about a little bit of the superficial stuff like beauty. And I don't just mean you know, measuring up to some cultural standard ideal, but conjuring a feeling of feeling beautiful and in our, in our skin that really has nothing to do with how we look and everything to do with how we feel and how we're, how we're taking care of ourselves and, and our ability to prioritize self-care. So, those are just a few of the things that we're going to talk about. And one of the things, um, one of the fundamental things that I like to bring into these juicy body sessions is a connection to the season that we're, that we're creating the plan in. And I do that for a few reasons. First of all, because we are cyclical beings and we're not just cyclical when it comes to hunger and fullness, which is one of the things that I talked about in in the last podcast episode, but also in our energy, in the types of foods that we crave, in the output that we're about, that we, that we're able to come up with, you know, Um, there are times not just in the day or the week or the month, but there are times in the year that are more linked to being active and social and out there like summer that just went by or that's just about to end. It hasn't gone yet. <laughs> it's not done yet. Um, you know, summer is so experiential and social, and it's about just, you know, being and experiencing. And then there are seasons where the energy is completely different. Winter, especially here in Canada, it's it's about coziness and and quiet and introspection and slowing down and it's a, it's about a lot less doing and a lot more, you know, a lot more quiet, a lot more calm, a lot more stillness. The foods we crave are different. They're more comforting, more rich, um, sometimes more heavy. And then spring brings with it a very exciting feeling of renewal and refresh and, you know, just an excitement and energy that we've been building toward through winter, right? Like we're cyclical. And like I said in the last episode, one part of the cycle begets the next. And the more we're able to rest through winter and, you know, maybe slow down our exercise program or eat those comforting foods, the more ready we are to experience something different when that energy of spring comes up. 
fall, which is this, the season that we're approaching for me, I don't know about you has a very back to school, almost new year feel to it. And I love it. I find it energy energizing. It feels good after a summer of throwing caution to the wind and eating ice cream multiple times a week and doing all the things. It feels really good to think about getting back to a bit more routine. Bedtimes have been all over the place in our house. We're traveling. We're on the road. Um, we're living out of suitcases. Everything's filled with sand. It feels good to be coming back to a bit of rhythm and routine. And so that's the energy that we're going to be approaching the Juicy Body Workshop for fall is that we're thinking about organization and <laughs> rhythm and ritual and routine. And we're also going to be preparing for a really beautiful but sometimes overwhelming holiday season that's about to come up. And so how do we make a plan to care for ourselves and to feel as well as we can while enjoying the celebratory nature of the holiday season. For us in Canada, you know, things kick off early in October with our Thanksgiving and it, it, it can feel like a runaway train sometimes. But I think that when we approach it with some intention, um, we don't need to sacrifice food joy and body joy in order to maintain feeling kind of decent in our bodies. We can have, you know, we can literally have our cake and eat it too. And that's what we're after with these juicy body sessions. We're after feeling amazing, enjoying ourselves, enjoying the life that we're living um, without feeling like we need to, to feel bad all the time in order to be doing that or that we need to be reactive or rebelling to the things that we really want to do or love, that we can find a middle ground and a balance. Um, and like I said earlier, this isn't for everyone. And a lot of the women I work with, we need to do a lot of peeling back of diet culture and food rules and ways of seeing the world through diety lenses before this kind of balance and discernment is even an option. If you already feel that in your body, the workshop may not be quite right for you. Maybe you and I need to do some one-on-one -on -one work first. If you're not sure, I invite you to come and I'll talk about it at the workshop. And you can sort of explore what this looks like and how many places you feel stuck. And that in and of itself could be really interesting and enlightening. So the way that we get back on track the food freedom, body love, redefining health way is we approach our overall well-being with the understanding that we're cyclical and we're dynamic and we're ever-changing and feeling good in our body is going to happen and come to us in differing ways at different points in the week, the month, the seasons, the year. We honor the cyclical nature of, of being a human, we incorporate it into the plan, we expect it, we plan for it. And when we have a feeling that it's time to, to put a little more focus on the biological, on the physiological, on the physical side of our nature, we don't then dismiss the mental, emotional, and social aspects of ourselves. We just slightly 
we just slightly shift the focus and we do it in a really abundant add-on way that isn't just about food and movement. It's about looking at all of the aspects of our lives and considering how there are many different things that affect how we feel in our bodies. So for example, coming off of a pandemic, not that it's over, I know it's not over, but you know, we're starting to learn how to live with this pandemic a little bit, I guess. But it's been about 16 months of having literally no alone time for me. And I know that's not just me, it's lots of people. Um, I work from home. The kids have been home. My husband's been home. We've all been home together except for very short periods of time. I've been juggling all the things every day, all the time. And even through the holidays, the summer holidays, we did some cool stuff, but we were with lots of people. And while it was super fun, I am an introvert who refreshes and feels revitalized and renewed through alone time. And so coming into this fall season, as I create a plan for feeling my juiciest, best self, very little of it has to do with food. There's a little, and I'll talk about that in the workshop maybe, but a lot of it has to do with carving out alone time for myself so that I can actually start to rest and rejuvenate, not just by watching Netflix, but by like actually doing what refills my cup, right? So that's how we're going to do things differently. I sincerely hope, oh my God, I almost forgot before I go, <laughs> I'm about to wrap this thing up. The biggest thing of all is that we, we operate with a new metric of success. And so I'm going to really dig into this in the workshop. But in addition to honoring our cyclical nature, to really approaching feeling good in our body from a holistic perspective, the biggest thing of all is that we're going to have a new metric for success. So if we are not focused on, on weight, if we are not focused on making our food look a specific way, what is the metric of success? How do we know if we're getting there? And it has everything to do with how we feel. And so I'm going to talk about that at the workshop as well. Okay. That's it for me today. Um, I hope that you're, that I'm being clear that you're getting this and understanding it. I hope that it's a value to you. And if you're not quite ready for it, I hope that you can see this as, um, something to aspire to, you know, it's, it's a very common in eating disorder and disordered eating circles to just, you know, get rid of the negative behaviors and consider that to be it. And sometimes that's it. And that's a beautiful thing. But I like to hold a higher level of recovery and well-being for the people I work with. And um, at the same time, honoring who you are and what's right for you, which I'll talk about a little bit in the next episode. So um, that's it for today. Stay tuned for the next episode where I am going to be talking about tricky, tricky diet culture and how it gets in the way of us honoring and, and working with our cyclical natures, how it's going to want to sneak into this back on track pursuit, this putting some intention and effort into well-being, and how it's going to want to 
disrupt and derail the effort to do all of it without focusing on dieting and restriction. So stay tuned for that. And in the meantime, I hope you get your bums on the Juicy Body Workshop list. It is free. It is happening on September 15th at 1 p.m. Eastern time. If you can't make it, oh shoot, sorry. <laughs> if you can't make it, not to worry. It's it's going to be recorded and you'll get the replay. Um, but when you do sign up, there's a worksheet. You're going to come to this workshop. We're going to walk through helping you create a juicy body plan for fall that's perfectly you. Um, seeing if there are any places where you feel stuck or you feel resistant, that's all going to be part of the process. Um, and you can find the link to join the workshop here in the show notes for this episode. You can also find it in the bio of my Instagram, which is Food Freedom Body Love. And you can also find it on my website, foodfreedombodylove.com in that top promo bar. So there's a few ways that you can hop on the list so that you get the Zoom link for the workshop, you get a worksheet, um, and you get the replay if you can't make it. All right. Until the next episode, have a great day.